from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Wednesday, July 12th, 2022. Good morning. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and Rumble. Good morning, everyone watching us all over the globe, or if you're listening after the fact on your favorite podcast listening platform to the tens of thousands of listeners that tune in every single day. Good morning. Thank you all for being here. What a day was yesterday, right? So somehow, somewhere, someone thought it was a great idea to just release all patches on one day and then hope and pray to God that we get to them all before threat actors do. That was yesterday. Talk about it every month because Patch Tuesday literally is monthly and it was a doozer. Yesterday was a doozer and it just shows you how hard and how lackluster the idea of secure software development is because the amount of patches that are released with the amount of zero days and vulnerabilities show definitely a lack of security processes in the software development stages. And then also kind of engineering the solution A to Z with security on your mind. So all of that and more on this morning's show. Thank you all for tuning in. Join me for our traditional espresso. I've got my energizing double espresso this morning while on the road. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. If you're looking for ways to support our show, please go to our Substack. Exclusive content's available there. You can also support us with any sort of donation and any sort of gift. I, I'm doing a lot of exclusive content on Substack and more is coming there as well. Let's start with Microsoft's patch Tuesday for July of 2023, warning of six zero days and 132 flaws. So <laughs> six actively exploited uh, zero days, by the way, 37 remote code execution vulnerabilities, 37 remote code execution vulnerabilities that were fixed. Microsoft uh, only rated nine as critical out of the 37. One of the RCE flaws remains unpatched and is actively exploited in attacks seen by multiple cybersecurity firms. So expect an add a band patch for that. I don't think they're going to wait for August. The number of bugs in each vulnerability category is listed here in front of us, 33 elevation of privilege vulnerabilities, 13 security feature bypass vulnerabilities, 37 remote code execution vulnerabilities, 19 information disclosure vulnerabilities, 22 denial of service vulnerabilities, and seven spoofing vulnerabilities. Microsoft hasn't fixed any Microsoft Edge vulnerabilities in July at this time. Six actively exploited vulnerabilities. There are six zero-day vulnerabilities, of which several were added to the CISA uh, Kev. We'll get to that in a minute. CVE 2023-32046, the Windows MSH, uh, MSHTML platform elevation of privilege vulnerability. CVE 2023-32049 is a Windows smart screen security feature bypass vulnerabilities. CVE 2023-36874, Windows error reporting service elevation of privilege vulnerability. CVE 2023-36884, Office and Windows HTML remote code execution vulnerability. All available there. You can also add the, there's a, a way to block all Office applications from creating child processes, which is part of this. And, 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 and it's, it's right in here of how to do it. So you can check that out in the show notes for those listening as well. Uh, after the fact, just click on the show notes uh, in, in the notes of the podcast and you'll see everything there, by the way. CVE 2023-35311 of Microsoft Outlook Security Feature Bypass was also fixed. That's the sixth zero day. Also, AMD released their Adrenaline 23.7.1 WHQL driver for Windows. 
Apple did release. We talked about that yesterday. Cisco released security updates for the Cisco Duo, WebEx, Secure Email Gateways, Cisco Nexus 9000, Series Fabric Switches, and more. Google released their Android update as well. And Move it release security updates to fix their zero day. We'll get to SAP here in just a moment. And VMware also released a VMware SD-WAN update to fix authentication bypass vulnerability in their system. We'll move to critical infrastructure and ICS, where Siemens released five new advisories to inform customers about the availability of patches for more than 40 vulnerabilities. In its semantic CN4100 communication system, Siemens patched a critical issue that can be exploited to gain admin access and take complete control of the device, as well as a high severity bug that can allow an attacker to bypass network isolation. In Rugged Com Rocks products, the industrial giant fixed 21 vulnerabilities, including ones that can be exploited to obtain information, execute arbitrary commands or code, cause a denial of service condition, or perform arbitrary actions through a C- CSRF attack. Majority have a critical or high severity rating. Over a dozen of the vulnerabilities that including the critical and high uh, severity bugs have been addressed in the somatic MV500 optical readers, including in their web server and third-party components. Schneider Electric, for their part, released four new advisories. They cover six vulnerabilities that are specific to the company's products and over a dozen flaws affecting a third-party component. The CODIS Runtime System V3 communication server was one of them. It impacts the PAC driver and Modicon controllers, Harmony HMIs, and the soft SPS simulation runtime embedded in the EcoStructure Machine Expert Exploitation of the security holes could lead to a denial of service and potentially remote code execution. In the structure where data center expert monitoring software, Schneider patched two high severity and two medium severity issues that can lead to unauthorized access and also remote code execution. A high severity flaw was also patched in the Accutech manager application for sensors and a medium severity information disclosure was fixed in the EcoStructure OPAC QA server there as well. You want to get these addressed ASAP. ICS is no joke y'all sap for their part also announced 16 new security notes as part of their patch tuesday in addition updates were announced for two previous release notes with some hot fixes with the hot news priority the highest severity level in sap's books the most important of the newly released security notes resolves an os command injection vulnerability in sap ecc and s-4 hana uh, IS Oil tracked a CV 2023 369 or 22, a CVSS score of 9.1. The vulnerability does allow an unauthenticated attacker to inject an arbitrary OS command into an unprotected parameter of a vulnerable transaction and program. An enterprise resource planning software, ECC, the ERP central component is the core component within the SAP business suite. Successful exploitation of the security defect could impact the confidentiality, integrity, and availability of the vulnerable system. Another hot new security note in this month of uh, in this month's set of SAP patches is an update to the April 2018 note that brings the latest version of Chromium to SAP Business Client. This one has a CVSS score of a perfect 10. The security note fixes 56 bugs, including two, sever- two critical severity and 35 high severity flaws. SAP also released seven high priority security notes this week, one of which is an update to a note released in June of, la- of last month which deals with the cross-site scripting issue in the UI5. So you want to get your SAP uh, environments updated. Fortinet also announced their security updates and addressed a critical severity vulnerability in 40 OS and 40 proxy that can be exploited for remote code execution. These are CVE 2023-33308, a CVSS score of 9.8. The bug is described as a stack-based overflow issue impacting the deep inspection function in proxy mode. So you want to get that updated. The new versions are in front of y'all here as well. 
Sissa added uh, five out of the six zero days for Microsoft to its known exploited vulnerability catalog. CVE 2023, 3234994, at one of our external service provider, which operates our account switching service in Germany. In addition to our service provider, we understand that more than 100 companies in 40 countries are potentially affected. Deutsche Bank systems were not affected by the incident and are at our service provider at any time. The bank, which is one of the largest in the world, has a total assets of 1.5 trillion and an annual net income of 6.3 billion, stated that the incident impacted customers in Germany who used its account switching service in 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2020 so that moves there but also Deutsche Bank joins a commerce bank post bank comdirect and ing as others impacted by move it in europe banking system so again the move it one it just keeps going y'all and that list keeps going we talked about the nato summit over the last few days nato summit is wrapping up today but an unpatched office zero days being exploited in nato zero summit attacks according to microsoft Microsoft disclosed that the unpatched zero-day security bug in multiple Windows and Office products is being exploited in the wild to gain remote code execution via Office malicious Office documents. The unauthenticated attackers can exploit the vulnerability CVE 2023-36884 in a high-complexity attack without requiring user interaction. Successful exploitation could lead to a total loss of confidentiality, availability, and integrity, allowing attackers to access sensitive information, turn off system protections, and deny access to compromised system. Microsoft is investigating the reports of a series of remote code execution vulnerabilities impacting this at the time there's no patch available. There is mitigation. We talked about that just a few moments ago. But here's some important to note that setting this registry key to block exploitation attempts may also impact Microsoft Office functionality linked to the applications listed below. In a separate blog post, the company says that this bug was exploited in recent attacks targeting organizations attending the ongoing NATO summit. Yesterday, Ukraine was blocked admittance into NATO while Sweden was admitted into the block. Researchers with BlackBerry also said that the uh, Ukrainian World Congress organization was being used to install malware payloads, including the Magic Spell Loader and the Romcom Backdoor. We now know that this entry is this zero day. That's the start of the attack there as well for those in NATO. But it doesn't stop there. Microsoft also throttled a Chinese cyber attack targeting Western European governments. Microsoft also revealed yesterday that it repelled a cyber attack staged by a Chinese nation state actor targeting two dozen organizations, some of which include government agencies and a cyber espionage campaign designed to acquire confidential data. The attacks, which commenced on May 15th, entailed access to email accounts affecting approximately 25 entities and a small number of related individual consumer accounts. The tech giant attributed the campaign to Storm 0558, describing it as a nation-state activity group based out of China, primarily singled out government agencies in Western Europe. The focus is espionage, data theft, and credential access. They've also known to use custom malware that Microsoft tracked to Seagrill and Bling for credential access. The breach was detected about a month later on June 16th after an unidentified customer reported an anomalous email activity to Microsoft. The access to customer email accounts per Redmond was facilitated through Outlook Web Access in Exchange Online and Outlook.com. 
by forging authentication tokens. So there's that. And our final story of the day, what does Microsoft love to do more than anything on the world? Rename stuff, right? How many of y'all have known a product known by A, and after a little bit, it's known by Y? Well, now Microsoft is rebranding Azure Active Directory, Active Directory, which has been generally an IT term that we've all used for decades, to Microsoft Entra ID. Why? Because someone at Microsoft wanted to build a new division and figured this is a great way to do it. So apparently that's that. Azure AD, which is used by almost anyone on an Office 365 E3 E5 license, um, they're all, all of those licenses are being modified. Nothing impacts you, but they just want you to know that they're moving from Azure AD free to Microsoft Entra ID free, Entra ID P1, P2, and X, Entra external ID. Why? Because it's part of Zero Trust, y'all. And with Zero Trust, we're going to change names because, folks, if you didn't know that, that's how security is done. You just change the name of something and that's it. Another confusing mix by Microsoft there. I don't riddle me your comments please feel free go to town seriously (laughs) enjoy that's it for our show this morning we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up this very very busy week for many cybersecurity practitioners thank you all for tuning in really appreciate it please make sure to share like comment post the the videos and and the podcast if you find value please share it with your colleagues thank you all for tuning in we'll be back with a whole lot more Uh, Tomorrow, until then, have a great rest of your day, y'all, and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.